Welcome. And who are you? I am Russ Stark. Russ, okay. Um, I am the president of RABA. You are. Um, how long have you been with the club? How long have I been in the club? Yeah, roughly. Uh, since the 80? So, so something 80 or like in, since the 80s? In the 80s okay. somewhere. Okay. Um, and before I skip it, do you have a middle name? Franklin. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's fairly standard. Not saying it's bad, but just, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, how'd you get started, uh, bike riding? Um, sense of freedom. Okay. I uh, grew up out about where 288 crosses the James River now. Okay. Which 65 years ago was the country. <laughs> it's yeah. rapidly becoming the verbs. Mm-hmm. Um, the nearest neighbor was a mile away. Okay. Um, well, there were some closer, but the, the nearest neighbor that was anywhere near my age mm-hmm. was a farm over. Okay. So to get anywhere, mm-hmm. the bike was it. Okay. Um, what kind of, was, was this, uh, what kind of, do you recall what kind of bike you were riding around on? At that uh, in the early years, it was a knockoff of a Schwinn Stingray. Okay. Then they're, you know, kind of, I, I'm the fourth of four kids. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I'm the oops, because they're all, bing, 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 there's a gap, and then there's me. Mm-hmm. So hand-me-down bikes, hand-me-down mm-hmm. whatever. Um, there was a single-speed Schwinn mm-hmm. upright, you know, kids would ride to the library type of bike. Yeah. Um, and it was probably, you know, teenage years before I got something with gears. Yeah, okay. Um, was it also hand-me-down by that point in time? No. Yeah. Okay. I saved up and... Okay. There was one in the window of the hardware store at Patterson and Parham. Mm-hmm. And I saved up and got it, and nobody told me anything about gears or brakes. So I just had to figure it all out myself. Oh, really? <laughs> um, how long did you stay on that bike? On that bike, probably about five years. Okay. A teenager. You were a teenager at the time you got this bike. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you just you were just you were just riding around. This was not like Where, wherever I could get to. Okay. Um, I went to a school near University of Richmond, so to get mm-hmm. to any of my friends' house, mm-hmm. you know, it was a eight or ten mile ride, and that's how I could get there. Yeah. Um, I eventually upgraded to a what was it? it was a Nishiki International. Okay, I heard of that one. There was a um, it was a touring bike. Mm-hmm. There's a, a zillion fixies around town that somebody found an old Nishiki and mm-hmm. turned it into a, a fixie. But there was another buddy in school, and we would actual tour, tour on our bikes. Panniers. Okay. Let's go ride to Charlottesville. Wait, okay, okay, okay. When do you get this, in the, this Nishiki bike? When, around what time? Um, your age. Beginning kind of, of high school. High school, okay. Um, so you were doing touring in, in high school, roughly. Yeah, so spring break would come, and we'd say, well, we'll ride to Charlottesville, we'll go over to wherever, come back down through wherever. Yeah, really, um, okay. Um, and just, just bike packing, just camping outside. Yeah. Thing. Okay, nice. Um, and you were just like, yeah, it's just a thing to do. You weren't, were you thinking like, 
any aspirations just like it's just a thing to do you weren't like, it's just oh. what I, I you know i enjoy doing i'm i was the hyperactive mm -hmm. kid that was running around and playing all the sports and doing all the things and okay if people were doing something and they'd let me do it I, i'm i'm okay. in okay but the bike has been consistent been constant okay um so you had you you and the one friend, or did you have like a, was it more people that kind of? That was pretty it? much it in the high school days. Okay. You know, the people rode a bike until they got a car, and then the bike never reappeared again, and the bike never went away from me. Okay. Did you ever get a car? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. The bike. Okay. In your case, the bike did not. So even away. when I had the car, that yeah. meant I could ride. I could drive to the bike store <laughs> and look at bike parts. Okay. Um, so you, you you do some bike touring um, early on. Uh, high school um, and you don't put the bike down so what happens you know post high school you, you ride this Nishiki how long were you riding this Nishiki bike I rode that till it got um, stolen oh, okay. um, Unfortunate. I worked down in uh, Shaco Bottom mm -hmm. uh, weekends summers breaks whenever um, at a steel distributor Okay. And I would ride down Cary Street until mm -hmm. I got far enough down. And it's, it's right under the 5th Street Bridge uh, below Hospital. Okay. Yeah. I know that area. Yeah. And I was at work one day and somebody came inside the fence and, and, and took the Nishiki. The so I replaced it with a motobicon, a French bike. Okay. Motobicon. Okay. Uh, Bacon. Okay. They still exist, okay. but it's one of those ones where someone has taken the name mm -hmm. and it, it's online bikes. Okay, you know, right. They still they still use the name. So they it's still the have the name, but it's not the same. It's not the same manufacturer. Okay. Um, so you buy that bike. That's post high school. That's around the time. Yeah, that's okay. late high school. Okay. That got me through college, grad school. Okay, it's the same bike. Okay, through high, um, and what was your your riding like through um. Through, through college and in, in, uh, in post grad, like were you just um, still just kind of just when I could. Okay. Um, you know, I played sports all through high school. I played soccer in college. Okay. And after college, I needed something to do, so I would ride some. But a a buddy who needed to lose weight signed himself and me up for a ten for actually for a half marathon. Okay. And said, "You're going to do this with me because I need to do it." Yeah. Um. So I ran for a number of years, kind of mm -hmm. road racing competitively. Okay. But the bike was always on the side. Okay. Eventually, I got too light. Okay. I mean, I was down to like 130 pounds. Okay. Developed some health problems, and my my I was living out near Walkerton at that point. Okay. And my running partner was the local doctor, and he just said you probably should cut back on the running and yeah. put you know put on 20 pounds and. A lot of the problems just went away, so the the balance of running to bike just shifted. Okay. okay. Um, it's also the first time I can think of someone was so active that they got an unhealthy, you know, level of weight loss. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. Um, but I understand it is possible. Um, so yeah. So then you 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 during that time frame you picked up the running to prepare for this half. Did you do the half? Was it marathon? Oh yeah. I. I you, you did and kept running. Yeah. Okay. I had about 10 years of competitive running. And, okay. Um, so the guy who signed me up originally 
you know, we did a 10K, a 10-miler, mm -hmm. the, the, the half marathon. Then he stopped. Okay. And I just... You, you kept going. I kept yeah. going. and uh, Okay. Um, um, and then, but eventually, I guess you, it, it, you tapered off as your doctor was like, yeah, yeah so, okay. It just... Um, so are you, with your riding are, at this time, are you... Were you mostly like riding solo still? Have you joined some groups or like Most, what's your, what's your, what kind are you doing? Mostly solo because again, when I was living out in Walkerton, right, it's a ways. Um, yeah. My first Raba ride, mm -hmm. I was living in Walkerton. We used to have a thing called the um, Midnight Ride. Okay. No, or Midnight or Full Moon. Full Moon. Okay. Um, once a month on the night of the full moon, they'd do a, a, a classic ABC ride. Okay. So wind through the neighborhood, go up to yeah. Ashland, turn around, come back. Well, I'd never done the route. Okay. So the first time I ever did that route, I had driven in and did it at, you know, you rode at 11 o'clock at night. Okay. So I'm just like, don't get dropped, don't get dropped, don't, because, you know, you know what the neighborhoods, yeah. until yeah. you get the feel for it. Yeah. Uh, getting in and out of the breakfast ride was like, where, why are we turning? What are we doing now? Where are we going? <laughs> um. What kind of lights were you all using? If you're doing this 11 o'clock at night, like what kind of lights were you all using? Bad ones. <laughs> I mean, they weren't very good back back okay. then. I mean, this is early 80s, early okay. mid 80s. Okay. So, you know, you carry extra, you know, C batteries or whatever the things <laughs> took. And so if they went out, you put more in. I I, I know it's not, but I'm imagining like flashlights are strapped to the, to the it's frame. It's close so. to that, yeah. <laughs> um, that actually sounds very cool, and I, I may ask more about this midnight ride um, that, that is no longer anymore. Um, so you're you're um, you're out doing rides. Uh, you join some rapper rides. Do you to keep doing rapper? Is just like you just a one time thing? Like you, you're, no, no. I, I, and especially on. when I moved back to town, okay, uh, out in Mannequin, mm -hmm. um, I was able to get to a to rapper rides with more regularity, but I. Okay. Also started racing bikes at that point. Oh, okay. Um, where were we doing races at? Were you, were you doing well, we do the, the world theater? championships and okay. at, at Bryan Park. And, okay. Um, there used to be a tour of Ashland, which was a mm -hmm. two-day race. Um, it was a criterium around Randolph-Macon. Okay. One day, and then a road race that went out uh, up towards Old Ridge and and Coatesville and. Uh, that area um, okay. that lasted a few years and then okay. just whatever the the races were uh, team Richmond would if you had a team you had to put on two races a year okay that, that was a US Cycling Federation rule that's how they get races okay by making okay. all the clubs put on races okay hmm. um, so we would do the team Richmond ones we'd go down to uh, Hampton Roads and do races there wherever you could find races okay um mike moore is one of the ones that was part of our group that uh, is yeah. still around um did you how'd you get into doing the races would you just like you showed up you seemed like a thing to do okay just <laughs> um okay you know they used to cut they, they've got five four three two one mm -hmm. pro yeah, whatever cats, yeah yeah five used to be called novice mm-hmm and more than a few people had a come to Jesus moment mm -hmm. with the fact that nobody out there was a novice. I mean, okay. you, you think novice, it's the, I've just dusted my bike off ah, out okay. of the garage okay. kind okay. of novice. Okay. Yeah. But 
Um, so now it's just Cat 5. Now it's yeah. Cat 5. Okay. And there's nothing as horrible as Cat 4 racing. Because everybody thinks they're the they're yeah. the next thing. Okay. And it, it's just a crash-a-thon. Um, I can see how... I, I have a long way from Cat 4, but I can see how that could happen. You think you've got a little knowledge. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, you might see you have a, a little knowledge and feel a little more confident, but not have as much skill. Yes. Okay. So, and, and so, you know, when you're in your mid-30s and yeah. you're racing 19 and 20-year-olds, mm -hmm. uh, the other option is to race masters. Okay. It's much safer. Yeah. But you might be in there with a formal national champion. <laughs> Who just happens to be older. <laughs> Who just happened to have gotten older. Yeah. So it's pick your poison. Um, so you started doing those races because it seemed fun. Did you have any kind of aspirations or anything? Or you just you just liked going Oh, no. I knew I was... You know, I, I was entering at the age when people get out of it. Okay. So I, you know, the, you know, just advance, have fun. Okay. Ride with my friends. Okay. All right. All right. It's not, okay. Give it a whirl. See how it goes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so this is the 80s, right? Roughly. No, by then we're in the 90s. Oh, we're in the 90s. Okay. All right. 2000. We're in the 90s. Um, you're doing races. You're doing the rabbit rides. Um did you, did, at this point, you've, you've got years of riding under your belt. Did you, and clearly you're doing lots of riding to various degrees. Did you have certain riding that you liked at the, around that time more so than others? Like were you, I like the super hard long rides or like mm -hmm. I like the, the donut ride that we do or it was like the mm -hmm. racing. Was there something at the time that, that seemed to pique your interest, at least particularly in that time, see to be the thing that was piquing your interest the most then? I think we go through phases. Okay. So there was the racing phase, yeah. you know, prior to that had been the century phase. Mm -hmm. And and I watch current riders that, okay. you know, have started five years ago, two years ago, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, I got to do my first century. Yeah. Oh, well, that was great. I got to go find another one. Yeah. You know, and eventually you've ridden enough centuries and you just, you know, maybe one a year or something. And, um, yeah, you know, there, there just, just seems to be this progression. You know, you see someone... Uh, Lucille mm -hmm. got to try her hand at racing. Mm -hmm. How many, you know, can I do a century a week or a month or whatever it is she's yeah. doing? You know, yeah. um, you know, most of us do something to that effect in our cycling pilgrimage. Okay. Um, and, then, and then you've gotten used to it. Maybe there's mm -hmm. a new thing that comes up and you're a new challenge or something like that. You're yeah. To I'm not smelling the roses, but mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, by the book aggressively training okay the way i did when i was running or when i was racing bikes okay where it's like this is tuesday i've got to go out and do four by 20 minute mm -hmm. whatever oh, okay okay um i will still you know monday is still i ride hills okay but that's it yeah okay. I, I get the workout from the route mm -hmm. um but you're not putting any kind of structure to it you're, you're, uh, you're still and, just and as i get out of the winter and into the spring i'll pick another day and say all right i'm going to do four or five sprints where i start in my hardest gear mm, okay okay and just get to where i've topped out and then recover and five minutes later do that again so there there's some training but mm. not a lot of structure to it okay um, um i've come to peace with the clock <laughs> okay um so uh the, the racing did something happen that that you kind of stop the racing or did you just, you just yeah. okay 
Um, you know, the, the, like I said, it's a crash-a-thon. Okay. You know, and when you're late 30s, mortgaged kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you're going up against 20-year-olds that think they can take a 40-centimeter bar through a 20-centimeter hole, mm-hmm. um, you know, at 35 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, and ironically, when I said, when I came to that conclusion, you know, some small wrecks, yeah. but nothing, you know, Still got all my skin from those. Yeah. Um, Ironically, I said, all right, I'm going to keep riding with the same people, but I'm going to stop racing. Okay. And and within a month or two of that, Mm -hmm. um, I had a big wreck. (laughs) Just out training with... Okay, just out riding. Okay, doing the training. Okay. We used to have... There was a sprint line going into Ashland at uh, Henry Clay Elementary School. Okay. There's a crosswalk. Okay. Um, Hanover going up towards uh, Ashland T. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an yeah, elementary I, school yeah. down there. I so, yeah. um, it's a slight, and when you turn off of Elmont, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's slightly down, and then it goes slightly up just towards the end of the sprint, where yeah. the sprint line was. Yeah. And the guy on the front, mm-hmm. no one had come around yet. Okay. And it just, you know. He's still in the front. Yeah. If you're on the front, you you just got stuck and you said, all right, I'm leading people out. It was yeah. just, you just went with it. Well, no one had come around till kind of late. And mm-hmm. he decided, I'm going to try to steal this from the front. Mm-hmm. Well, it started going up. So he got out of the saddle, okay, which slows the bike down, which pushed it right back into my front wheel. Mm, okay. Um, and I end up in an ambulance with my pelvis broken in half. Um, uh, okay. Um, wow. So uh, that's, that's after quitting racing cause it yeah. was dangerous, <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, that would imagine that the rate riding with people who race would be safer than actually racing with them. Most of the time it was, this guy did something out of the ordinary. Okay. And we really weren't prepared. I specifically being in the second hole. Yeah. Looking, you know, because you're kind of waiting for somebody to go and then hop on their wheel right, and get another it. little pull before the line were, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it just, you know, he did something. Out. Yeah. But, but riding with those guys, I always felt safer. Okay. There was, I don't know if you ever, if you've been around enough to remember Shipley's Bike Shop. Um, I do not. I think I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar with Shipley's. It was in... Primarily in Highland Springs, but he opened up a shop out at Pump and Patterson. Okay. And one of the guys who worked for him was a Cat One racer. He won everything around here. I'm trying okay. to remember what his name, but just really, really, really good. And he took us under his wing. Okay. And he would take us out and work on a rotating pace line, a double mm-hmm. rotating pace line, a do this, a do that, when to soft pedal, when to, you know. So. I, in general, I felt safer training with those guys because okay. all of them knew the same kind of stuff. Okay. So they had they they, they garnered skills from whoever this cat one uh, cat word person and this riding out there. Yeah. Um, so you split your pelvis in half. Sounds a per- perfect break. Just I'm top to bottom. Oops. Yeah. To- total break. How long was the recovery? Uh, about six months. Really? Because. They said we're not going to do surgery because the break is so clean. Yeah. It will grow back. 
Okay. So actually the right side of my pelvis tilts out just a little bit more than the left side does because it the bone covered that gap. Okay. But it was just slightly displaced when it healed. Okay. Um, so, I mean, the, the doctor, that, that was one of those things where I got to the emergency room at St. Mary's. They stuck me in the pediatric emergency room because the emergency room was full. Okay. So I'm on a backboard lying there. It's six hours, six to eight hours before anybody comes to check on me. Okay. And they, the lady says, scoot off of this onto this gurney, which I do. Okay. She takes me into the x-ray room, says, scoot off of this onto the table. Yeah. And she takes one picture and is like, oh my God, your pelvis is broken in half. And I made you, mm-hmm. you know, do all this stuff. So when the doctor came in, he wrote me like five prescriptions, including yeah. a morphine drip, said, you can have any, all this you want. Um, but when it hurt, yeah, the, nothing would have mattered. And when it didn't hurt, I didn't need all that stuff. I just, you know, if I got in the wrong position, yeah, you know, it's just worst pain I've ever had. Okay. But if I uh, yeah. wasn't in that position, I didn't need gigantic drugs. painkillers and okay. whatnot. So I just had to recover while that grew back together. And it stayed in position. Um, wow. That's, it seems like a bad place for a break. Not that any place is a break one is a great one, but, yeah. um, in six months. Okay. Um, where when 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 roughly was this accident that would have been kind of roughly okay my my oldest daughter's 40 25 years ago because she was about 15 Um, speaking of family did they want you to stop riding my wife's a trooper okay um so there were there were some concerns I, yeah. I mean, she would like riding a bike if there were no cars in the world. She, she you know, just, yeah. you know, doesn't want to coexist with cars and she yeah. understands I'm out there, but she knows that I'm alert, safe. Mm-hmm. We've got lights and radar and right. Taking all the, all, all the stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I set up my trainer mm-hmm. and got on it as soon as I could move my body to get on it. But like for the first month, I couldn't get over the two-inch lip into the shower oh, without a, and I put a rope up there so I could pull you, to pull get yourself. myself up and into the walk-in shower. Oh, uh, so it took about four or five months before I could you can get on, get the, on, on the, the bike. The, the trainer, okay. Um, what you do, which I'm, I'm glad you're healed. Yeah. Right? Whether you're able to ride or not. Um, so you, you, you get back on, you start riding. Do you feel squeamish about riding when you get back on? You, when you were able to ride outside, did you feel any kind of squeamishness? Uh, the first ride or two. Okay. It's sort of like the first ride or two after you've had a flat. Okay. Yeah. You're, every every yeah. acorn yeah. you run over mm-hmm. is that a flat tire, uh, you know. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. But yeah, you just move on. I've, I've subsequently I've had two other people do stupid things in front of me that caused other you know. Other problems but not to the degree of breaking your pelvis now. okay um yeah we want to avoid accidents um so okay you try to stay in chronological order here um so you heal six months mm-hmm. uh somewhere in there four or five months in 
Um, you're able to get on trainer mm-hmm. right indoors. The um, old trainers. We're not. Yeah, we're not yeah, talking classy, Swift yeah, and yeah. no. Yeah. This. <laughs> 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 um, did you already have the trainer? Yes. Okay. We used to, the guys that I raced with. We would go on in the winter. Mm-hmm. I think it was either Tuesday or Thursday night to one guy's garage. Everybody would. A lot of us would leave our trainer there. Somebody else told me that, and I can't remember whether it was you or someone else told me about this. But, going to but it was garage. it was Joe Parker's garage. Okay. Um, and you would just so like this week is your week, so you would come up with the workout. Oh, okay. So we would just get on the bikes and, and you know, yeah. and all you did was turn a knob to get more resistance or whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't gear shifting and road feel, and it was just horrible. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it got you through the winter and. Um, but you, I, was, I want to say you didn't know any better, but that was like that was it. That, that was, was that was the epitome that was, yeah. of you know, you've got to. Train. You know, the only thing more was rollers, mm-hmm. you know, and rollers didn't give you any workout. They worked on right. your right cadence, riding balance. Yeah. balance and skill, but there was no resistance mm-hmm. on the rollers back then. Yeah. So if you did rollers, it was just about technique. Yeah. The trainer was for getting in shape. Okay. Yeah, and most rollers is only I think there's only a few rollers that even have resistance or anything. They do now. A few smart ones, yeah. Um, um uh, <laughs> so here. Um you you get to the the riding indoors, um and doing but you are already doing this this, yeah. this kind so of So that's why I had a train. trainer okay. to begin with. Cool, okay. And and winter and sleet and snow and rain and stuff. Um you were were you during that time, were you like an all-weather rider? I mean, if you had the, the gear, or were you mostly... Were you? Yeah. Okay. Not much stopped us. Okay. I mean, we have the lobster gloves and mm-hmm. layers oh. and layers. You know, we don't... The technical fabrics were just coming in. I'm yeah. old enough that I had yeah. a chamois, mm-hmm. a, a pair of bike shorts that had goat skin in it, yeah. which is what a chamois is. Um, yeah. So, you know, when Lycra came out, it's like, yeah. whoa. And when yeah. padded um, chamois came out, it's like, oh, this is the best things in sliced bread. During that time, were you, did you have cages on the bike? How did you, did you have, or were you like flat pedal riding most of the time? Oh, no, 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 no. What? Um, you had a, you had a cycling shoe. Yeah. With a cleat that just had a slot in it. Okay. So the slot would fit on the back of the pedal. Okay. The front of the pedal had the toe clip. Okay. And then you had the leather strap. Okay. So you would get going and you'd reach down and pull the strap <laughs> tight. Okay. And you had to know how okay, wait, okay. So you're coming to a okay, all right. So you're you're both so the you're locked in. Okay. So and, but 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 okay, wait, wait, wait. So when you're putting the foot in, there's a there's a there's a slide that engage so it doesn't like clip in it doesn't like click in it just you slides push, into you engage. push down push down okay on the 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 back of the pedal okay um so the cleat goes down over that okay and the toe of the shoe you have the toe clip and the strap going around it and that's what you have to tighten while you're moving you have to then tighten that up yeah so you tighten them up it's the same as being clipped in so when yeah. clipless pedals came along yeah it was just like Thank you. Thank right. You. Yeah. It's revolutionary. Um, uh, so you had to think ahead. Yeah. You know, and of course, back then there was no, um, the shifters were on the down tube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The gears were not indexed for a good while. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and when you had five or six in the back, yeah, you many of us would put a little chart on the top tube of the gears because the next gear that you wanted might mean you had to shift the front. Okay. And I, I assume you know yeah. gear ratios. Y- yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So if you've got a 50 in the front and a 10 in the back, yeah. every time the crank goes around once, mm-hmm. the rear wheel is going to go around five times. Yeah, okay. Okay, so that's a gear ratio yeah. of 1 to 5.0. Okay. If you had a 30 on the front and a 30 on the back, that's 1 to 1. Yep. Okay. So it would be a one, one to one, to one yeah. ratio. Yeah. And all of the others fit in there somewhere. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if yeah. you had a 52, 42 in the front and a, you know, 11, 13, 15, 7, you know, whatever. Yeah. The next, for your cadence, the next gear that you want mm-hmm. might be to shift from the little ring to the big ring and then the back one too. Oh, okay. You know, we're, we're so fortunate now to have 10, 11, 12 in the back that you just think in terms of I'm on the big ring now or I'm on the little ring now. But to go through your gears, a progression from 1.1 to 1 to 5, right. you were just you constantly to, yeah, going... To, to get a smoother a smoother transition from one gearing set to the next, you might have to switch them both. Yeah, so I'm okay. going. it's starting to go uphill a little bit. I need, yeah. one, I need the next gear down. Well, the right. next gear down might... Switching, two, yeah, maybe, switching the front shit, and the back. Yeah. God, thank you for 11 speeds. So things um, have come a, a good ways. When did you get your first bike that didn't have shifters on the down tube? Um, I got a, a 711 team bike. 711 team bike. The 711 team. Okay. Um, they sold bikes, or was it one of their? No, bikes? no, it was one. It was an Eddie Merck. It's an. I still have it. It's okay. an Eddie Merck's. Okay. It was the exact bike the team rode. Okay. Um, and that had the shifters and brakes integrated. Okay. Um, is Bunny in your yeah, backyard? Yeah, I know. I wish they um, weren't here, but they're here. Prior to that, you could get index shifting, but it was still on the down tube. Okay. When Shimano came out with SIS. Okay. Their Shimano integrated shifting or whatever it is where it clicked. And so mm-hmm. you just went click. In the old days, you went. Okay, right. Until it stuck. That's right. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I remember that. So the first one, I first there was SIS. So mm-hmm. you could just click. Mm-hmm. And that was seven speed maybe. Okay. And then the STI um, was probably eight or nine speed. Okay. Um, but that, you know. The that coming along, the look being a uh, ski manufacturer okay. that had the ski bindings said, okay. well, "We can do this for bikes." So that was just revolutionary. The the brifters is what some people were trying to call them because okay. they were brake and shifter. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. You know, getting all that. So yeah. I mean, now you can just ride your yeah. feet. Your feet are clipped in. You can clip yeah. out whenever you want. Your hands yeah. are on the hoods. And you're shifting and braking. It is awesome. But um, you used to be all right, over yeah, the place yeah. doing stuff. Um, I've ridden on one. Of, um, uh, my parents used to have um, an old 21 speed or something mm-hmm. like that. And it had shifters on the down. So I knew no better. And so that's all I knew from a kid. And then not until I started riding and I went to the bike shop and I had this moment like, where's the shifters at? And the guy was like, oh, yeah, they're right here. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So, so revolutionary time there. Um, um, so, um, okay, you're. And that's the bike I wrecked on. That's the bike you wrecked on, the one with the within the the seven eleven team bike. Yeah. So okay. I would train on that bike because nothing was ever going to happen training, and I had a, a cheaper frame. Okay. That I raced on because I knew there was a good chance something. Right. And I didn't want my nice seven eleven team bike to. Um, How did you come across this this team bike? Um. There was a bike store at Laurel Park. Ooh, okay. Uh, called VeloPro. Okay. So if you see some of the really old Robba jerseys, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, some of them may have VeloPro on it. So a lot of people doing the breakfast ride, mm-hmm. you'd do the ride and then you'd go in and look at bikes in, in Marty's shop and, um, you know, shoot the breeze and whatnot. Well, and, and Marty, this is pre-internet. Yeah. So Marty knew somebody who knew Andy Hampston. Okay. Who rode for 7-Eleven, won the Giro d'Italia. Um, and Andy was selling his bike. Okay. And Marty was like, this will fit you. Do you want it? But because of the communication time mm-hmm. lag, by the time we told the guy, yeah, we'll take it, mm-hmm. um, somebody had bought it already. Okay. So, But the seed had been planted of yeah. these 7-Eleven bikes. Um, so the early years of the Tour de Pont, mm-hmm. oh, it started out as the Tour de Trump, but I don't like yeah. to mm-hmm. say the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have it in writing in our in, my, in a journal from way back then mm-hmm. about how much I disliked the man <laughs> <laughs> um, and how excited I was when DuPont took over sponsorship of mm-hmm. the big race. Um, Davis Finney, okay. the, one of the first years of the race, I, I would work as a marshal locally in Richmond because the headquarters was in Richmond. Yeah. Um, and I was up in Charlottesville because I had done what I was supposed to do in Richmond. So now I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing around before the race and Davis Finney just walks up, hands me his bike and says, I've got to find a porta potty. Would you watch this? I mean, that's what pro yeah, bike yeah, racing, yeah. and it almost still is that yeah. today. Um, so I'm sitting there with this 7-Eleven team bike in yeah. my hands, and it's like, you know, I didn't get Andy Hampson's. I'm holding on to Finney's. Yeah. I got to find one. And Marty, and he came up through, with another through one. his dealership, found me one. Nice. Um, also the right size? The right, right size. Yeah, the right size. Okay. Um, but uh, that's the one that you get in the accident and yeah. you uh, fractured the pelvis. Right. So the other people in the group, when I'm lying on the ground and I, I can't get up, I don't know that I've broken my pelvis. I just know it's wrong. Okay. I look over and here's four people in the road looking at my bike. You know, well, the derailleur looks fine. I a little <laughs> scratch here on the handlebar. You know, and I'm like, oh, guys. <laughs> I think you were proclaiming your, 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 how inconvenient that felt at the time. So they, they took ownership in that bike as well. They didn't okay. want it to be hurt. Awesome. I, I, I'm collateral damage, but the bike was fine. <laughs> the, bike, the bike is precious cargo. Um, uh, so you get an accident on the nice bike. Um, you still have that bike, so I guess you got that repaired. Or there, was there, nothing, there wasn't there was nothing, much to nothing, do. Okay. I had to re, retape the handlebars, okay. um, buff a couple things out. 
Okay. Uh, it's still it's it's on my office wall, but I take it out and ride it right now. I, I keep it. Keep it in condition. Good. Good, um, good. Good. I've got another one of that vintage that is what would now be a Calfee. Calfee, I've not heard of that one either. Um, he's a guy out in California who makes carbon fiber bike. I think he okay. also makes them out of bamboo. Um, oh, okay. But he made a bike for Greg LeMond when mm -hmm. he was racing that was all carbon, but they painted it. Because back then, if you were on a team and your bike said Giton or whatever, mm -hmm. if you were a good pro, it was probably made by some Italian independent frame maker and mm -hmm. then painted. Okay. Um, so LeMond got this bike got Calfee to make him a bike and back then he called it um is it carbon work or carbon bike carbon bike okay um and painted it so that it was carbon tubes but they looked the same size as steel okay um so he could ride the mountain stages in the tour de france hmm. and it looks like he was on whatever the team bike was okay but it was Car carbon and eventually he got them for his whole team Nice. Um, so eventually, I, I got one of those frames. Okay. Um, and I still have that. I still ride that. So, I mean, that's 30 years old. Wow. Okay. Um, and, and it rides very much like the modern. It's amazing how good a job he did back then. Back then. Yeah. Um, was that meant for climbing? Is it made? I mean, was it meant for climbing? Was it was just like meant to be just lightweight? Was it kind of designed for climbing? Well, by being carbon fiber, right? And, okay. And um, people were playing with carbon fiber, mostly with tubes with aluminum lugs that were glued. Okay. So the original um, Specialized had one mm -hmm. that had aluminum lugs and carbon fiber tubes that they glued, they bonded together. Okay. And I think Trek came. Trek and Cannondale came out with the first what they called a monocoque, the ones that like we have now that are in a mold. Okay, so, well, so yeah, you right, don't really see frame. where the lugs are. Mm -hmm. There are no lugs. It's just all laid up and put in a mold. And uh, the, the old fifty-two and fifty-four hundred um, mm -hmm. Treks were kind of the first ones of those bikes. Um, so, okay. All right. So you've, you've, you've broken, uh, pelvis, uh, you recover, um, uh, minor squeamishness getting back on some of yeah. those, those early rides. Uh, but you get back out. Do you keep riding with the racing folks or does it take some time to? For a while, the same guys, but they started to just trail off Do their own thing. here and there. And, sure. um, you know, they're. Scott Phillips is still around. Okay. He was he was that era. I know he does um, Centerville and Rockville and some of those rides. Okay. Uh, he's a Henrico police officer, I think. Okay. Um, so he's still around. Mike Moore is still around. Yeah. But a lot of that crew has just moved away, stopped riding, got mm -hmm. fat, you know, whatever. Life. Yeah, life. Um, uh, but you, you, you keep riding with different folks. Mm -hmm. Um, are you primarily, okay, wait, when you're doing these rides at this point in time, what are you taking with you? 
Like, what are you taking with you on those rides? You got a bottle, you got nutrition. Like, what, what kind of stuff are you taking? Do you recall? A lot of this is pre-nutrition. Yeah, that's what I assume. Um, so I, I say nutrition very generally. Um, nutrition was a um, Fig Newton, mm-hmm. a banana. It, it was natural. Yeah, yeah. Uh, power bars came out. Oh, yeah. And they were like semi-edible, mm-hmm. but yeah. apparently good for you. So we, you know, you throw one of them in your in your pocket. But a lot of it was bananas, fig newtons, and we knew there were places. There were more country stores back then. So there was a great store in in Coatesville. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just stop there. You could fill up your water. You know, so you usually have one small water bottle. Yeah. But you knew you could fill it up two or three times along the way. Because you had enough stores along the way. Uh, yeah. After the Three Sisters, when you get to Fork Church, there's a spigot out in the cemetery. So we'd mm-hmm. go over there and fill up water. We'd get stuff at Coatesville. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, you took enough stuff to, the, to get to the next stop. Snickers bars. Okay. You know, they were big. Okay. If you could keep them from melting. Right. Um, I tried power bars because my... My dad did a lot of running, so so he swore by power mm-hmm. bars. Um, they didn't they didn't seem to hold up well in my back pocket. Uh, they got real mushy. And real they're quick. impossible yeah, to open. Right, it's yeah, because like, they're stuck in the, the package. Yeah. It's like, give, give me give me a, a, a saw or something to get into this. A <laughs> um, blowtorch. Um, and since I've asked about nutrition, then. Um, what do you take with you now when you ride? Fig Newtons. Still Fig Newtons? Yeah. Uh, I start every day with a banana. I, most of my rides are early morning. Okay. Um, that's just my my pattern. Sure. Um, so there's always a start the day with a banana and a Nutri-Grain bar or some Cheerios or something mm-hmm. before I get out on the bike. Okay. Um, and stick a thing of Fig Newtons in my pocket and... On, on a Saturday ride where I might be going two, three hours, yeah, I'll have some sort of liquid that's got electrolytes and I might have another one, another jar, uh, bottle that's got um, something with some energy okay. in it. Okay. All right. Um, so I was going to ask what that is. If, if at some point you had some electrolytes or something yeah. going along with um, that. Okay. Uh, scratch is what I tend to use, the Scratch okay. Lab stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, um, so, okay. All right. So that's your nutrition as I jump around there. That's nutrition then and nutrition now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, uh, you're in the, you're with us, you're still with the club, you know, you know, join the club in the, the eighties, mm-hmm. right? In the eighties. Um, you're riding around in the nineties, you roughly get in this accident, this, uh, pelvis splitting accident. Um, you recover, you get back out, you, you keep riding. Are you... Has anything changed? Like, are you just like, you're still doing the group rides, you're still doing events occasionally at that point in time? Yeah, yeah. and in that period, Bike Virginia became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so did a, a bunch of the early Bike Virginias. Okay. The, is either the second or the third year, and Bike Virginia back, I don't know, have you done a Bike I've not, I've, I've heard of it. Well, now, now it's a hub thing. Yeah. You go to Stanton. Mm-hmm. And you stay there for two or three days. And you, you do the you, rides from Stanton. And it's, okay. it's spokes of, the, we'll go north today, we'll go south tomorrow. And then you move to another town. But it used to be that you went to town B, mm-hmm. left your car there, got on a bus, mm-hmm. 
and they took you to town A. So every day you were getting to the n- next town. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so it was a new town, every, new town for a ride every day. Yeah. Okay. And the second or the third year, they started in Bristol and came up through the mountains. And it was horrendously hard. Yeah. I mean, horrendously hard. And the poor guy that you know, was the head of it would go, tomorrow's going to be a better day because of this. And the, you'd get up the next morning, and they've torn up two miles of road, and it's so muddy that you do like two revolutions of your wheel and your brakes are clogged. You know, oh, and okay. then you've got to, your, your shoes are messed up. And yeah. um, every day there was something like that. And then it's like, well, I promise you, the ending, once you climb <laughs> this mountain... It's an eight-mile descent to the finish, so mm-hmm. it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. And we get to the top of the last climb, Yeah. and they have just chip-sealed the road. Oh, I oh, mean, right. Just, yeah. there's still a tractor there with the big brush kicking off some of the, so yeah. it's throwing up like a yeah. machine gun. It's throwing up. <laughs> a little and so, you, so you're going down this mountain with fresh gravel and fresh tar. Yeah. Just like, oh my God, I'm going to... I really don't like chip seal. Um, oh, I, I hate it. But and that may be part of, part of it was coming down a mountain on the stuff. Uh, Battlefield Park, Battlefield Park has a yeah. lot of chip seal in there. Yeah. Um, and many of my my early rides through there, I I wouldn't freak out a little bit, but mentally I see it and I think, oh, it's it's kind of loose gravel, but it's not. But it looks like it is. Yeah. Um, Except for where it is loose gravel. Right. Yeah. Where right, the car but, tires have piled it up into little. Mm-hmm. Little bike little killers. Bit. Yeah, you don't see it until your tires on that. Um, uh, so you survived that 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 uh, that bike, Virginia. Um, did you en- did you enjoy bike, Virginia in general? Despite oh, yeah. that one being very difficult. In general, that just that was by far the hardest. Yeah, I mean, it was all the mountains of Southwest Virginia, one after another after another. Memorable. The Difficult. next year, yeah, they started in Bedford. Okay. Went to Lexington, up to Harris, up to Stanton area, and ended in Goochland. Okay. But the very first thing they did to you was you, you, we spent the night there in, you know, left the car in Goochland, got to Bedford, spent the night in the football field behind the school, and you wake up first thing in the morning, get on your bike, and climb Peaks of Otter. Ooh, okay. No warm, I mean, Nothing. no warm up. Yeah. You know, and there's, you know, it. There's a wide variety of people on Bike Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people on upright bicycles. And, you know, it's, it's usually 1,000, 1,500 people. And there's good riders. There's strong riders. There's right. fun riders. Mm-hmm. There's 80-year-old riders. And the first thing out the, right, right out the gate, the hardest thing of the entire week, it's like, okay, we'll see you at, there's, there's a rest stop at the at, uh, Peaks of Otter. Ready to um. go. <laughs> Were they giving you all like the routes beforehand? Oh yeah. Okay. But but and and, still. and then it was this is today's route. Mm-hmm. You had to get to the next city. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there might be an extension for people who wanted a little more. Yeah. Um, usually one day would be there'd be a, a century extension if you wanted it. Okay. But whoever you are, you woke up in this town and you got to get to that. You had to ride. Yeah. Town. Okay. Um. But yeah, it was, those were fun. Those are good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, keep doing them to this day, except for COVID. Right. And I think um, uh, Bike Virginia has stalled out. 
yeah. uh, since, since, since COVID has happened. I'd hope to do it myself at some point. I knew of enough people who'd gone and done it and enjoyed yeah. it as, as, like yourself. And each um, day you now have options mm-hmm. because right, you're, right. you're planted somewhere. Mm-hmm. So today's Tuesday. There may be, the, you know, the green root, the blue root, the pink root. You get to pick how much mountain you want, how much valley you want, mm-hmm. how much distance you want. So it caters to a lot more people uh, than the early years. Did you did you have a preference of like the the riding from a hub each day, riding from the same location each day, or like a the new hub's of, better? Okay. Um, the other ones were, were fun. Yeah. And in the early years, I was among the faster people. Mm-hmm. And there was a reason to be fast because they had a truck with your luggage on it. Yeah. That moved each day. So when you got to the next host city, you're usually on a football field, a city park or whatever. Mm-hmm. You wanted to set up your tent. If there was shade, you wanted it. You might want to hold it for three or four people that you were right. Get with. Your best setup, yeah. You wanted to be close enough, but not too far from the porta potty. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to smell it, but in the middle of the night, you didn't want to have to walk too far. Um, so if you got there among mm-hmm. the faster people, you yeah, had a, a good, much uh, yeah, better, better selection. I've not had to contend with that, like getting to the destination to get the the best. Campsite, I guess we call it the campsite. Yeah, and then in the morning you break everything down, pack it back up, yeah. take it over to the truck. Hmm. Um, for those who want to, Ragbri still works like that. Okay. Um, uh, is it still Ragbri? Hmm. Is it still Ragbri? Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, Ragbri is the one in Iowa. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, so there was it last. It was either the year before last. There was something I heard about Ragbri where everyone quit who was working on Ragbri. Some reason that everyone quit, and I thought that they, I thought that was the end of it. But they had some other ride that was across mm-hmm. Iowa. With that year, there there was some 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 turmoil. Yeah, I think the board of directors or whatever, the yeah. people who had been doing it forever, mm-hmm. there was some difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a rival ride. Okay. Ragbri happened. Okay. The people who had done it for years did their own ride, I think, for one year. Okay. But it went back to just the same old ragbra, I think, okay. o- over time. Okay. All right. And that is a zoo. If you, if you're looking for one thing to do, yeah. Do ragbri. Okay. It's it's twenty thousand people. Yeah. And you can sit beside the road for hours and hours and hours and watch them go by four abreast. And they feed you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to raise money for something. You go through yeah. all these small towns. So the women's auxiliary of the fire department and the Methodist mm-hmm. church, the Lutherans, are competing with each other for the biggest slices. You know, it's, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. You've ridden 20 miles, and you're eating rhubarb pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard of Ragbar. I have to look into it. I, need to, I do need to figure out more events to do. Um, the, that that's just one of those you don't need to route. do it i know people do it every year yeah but if you want to do a one-time experience ragbri is is a thing to do there were about 15 of us from raba that went out one year so i'll put that put a note around that to look more into that um would you do it again you think you would do it again? in the right circumstances okay. okay um but having done it yeah Feel a little less inclined to, to go do it again. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of it's a two day drive out there, you know, two day drive back, 
seven yeah. or eight days of ride. You know, it's it's a yeah. it's a chunk. Yeah, uh, pretty sure I would fly. I don't know if I would drive two days. I think I would. I would. I would end up flying out there if I do it and did it. Um, um, so uh, you were doing you you done some bike Virginia. Um, are there other memorable events? Are there other big events that you've done that just like stand out um, in your your riding experience? There's some rides that we don't have anymore. I don't know if they have the peanut ride anymore or not. I don't think so. Um, I've heard a few people mention this peanut ride before. Now. I've done portions of the double bubble because I'm not an idiot. The double bubble was a double century. Okay. That covered some of the peanut. You basically rode down into North Carolina and back. Okay. But the ones who've done the whole thing that were, you know, friends of mine were just like, you know, you've ridden 50 miles and you're halfway to the turnaround. Mm -hmm. You ride another 50 miles and you've got to do a century to get home. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes I would do part of that, but I just didn't have the the interest or the... the, the, So wait, the the double bubble, where'd that start at? um, Roughly. Just south of Richmond. Okay. So it wasn't horrible terrain, you know, it's yeah. kind of flat in south side. Yeah. Um, yeah, for riding that, we don't cross any rivers. Yeah, I will have to look up Double Bubble. Um, it's another memorable. And I don't know if that was an official event every, or if it was sort of a, okay, we're doing the Double Bubble on... Right, on so-and-so day. Such and such a day. Uh, was that the 90s? Were we talking earlier than that? Probably, yeah. Okay. Well, if it existed somewhere, somewhere, someone mentioned it somewhere, I could, I could find something on it. Um, uh, um, so you're, you're, you're doing rides, uh, double bubble, rag rye, um, uh, bike, bike Virginia. Um, are you still using speed play pedals? I am. When did you start using those? When they came out. Really? Okay. Um, have you upgraded to a new pair of speed play? I have a fleet of bikes. <laughs> they all have, you know, so this one might have the titanium spindle. This one has got the chromoly spindle. Okay. Um, and a member of Raba experimented with the new Wahoo speed play. Okay. It did not go well. Really? Okay. And he gave them to me. Okay. Uh, he will remain nameless. <laughs> um. And how, how are so they going? I haven't put them on a bike yet. Okay. I, I'm, I'm in the middle of a bike build. Okay. Um, that started about a year ago. Okay. But with supply chains and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, the frame took a couple months, two, three months to get. Okay. And then once I had the frame, I ordered a group set mm-hmm. and... I hope to finish building it up this week. I think I've okay. got the last part. Oh, awesome! Okay, uh, around the town road bike or like a, a road, like a speedy Ro- road bike. Um, road bike. Okay. Um, it's a Merlin titanium with the uh, SRAM force axis. Ooh, okay. All your bikes have speed play on them. Mm-hmm. Did you use any other clip-in systems? Yes. SPDS. SPD, SPD. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I have a mountain bike, so I've got the SPDs okay. there. Okay. Um, prior to there being speed play, first there was look. Mm-hmm. First there was right. look and time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I still have a pair of, of time pedals. Right. 
but there's no shoes and cleats. I mean, I get shoes, but there's no cleats for that old a pedal any anymore. So they're um, just sort of in the toolbox looking old. So, so um, look, so time was also like a triangular-ish pedal, mm-hmm. right? I mean, cleat, yeah. right? Yeah, time, um, look, Shimano were all similar, but slightly. time and look were not compatible. Okay, all right. So I think Shimano is compatible with look. When, when Shimano came out, yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. were on the same cleat. Okay. Time um, is French, so they don't cooperate with anybody. <laughs> um, so um, you have, because oh, I'm, I'm asking because I'm trying to figure out what was the experience with, because apparently all your bikes have speed play on them, which I imagine it's a, not just a matter of convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, did you find more benefit out of using speed play over these other systems kind of thing? Because you're the only person I know, not saying there aren't others, that I know of for sure that uses speed play. And I remember seeing this a couple of years ago. We mm-hmm. chatted about it. When they first came out, mm-hmm. and most bikes were steel, mm-hmm. you know, anything that you could do to get lighter. Mm-hmm. So speed plays were lighter. Okay. And they had right. a better cornering angle. So if you were racing a criterium, Ooh, you, okay. could, you could pedal... Okay. All the way through the turn right. without, yeah. without uh, the, the other pedal systems, a lot of times you would hear guys in the corner, you'd hear that pedal hit the yeah. ground on the inside and watch the bike skip, skip over yeah. a couple inches. Um, so speed play, you can lean it way over. And, right. Um, huh. And a, as a side effect, that's why I got them. Okay. But over time, I've had five knee surgeries. Okay. And... None of it from cycling. Okay. And my knees are happy on bikes with speed play. Okay. And I don't see a reason to mess with that. Okay. I, I agree. Yeah. They're light, they're convenient, and they're good. For, and they, they, they have a lot more. You can really play in them, right? do the float exactly the way you want them. Okay. Okay. Um, is, the, is the release motion the same? You just twist the back of your heel kind of? Yeah. Thing? Okay. Just, All right. Um, and they're double-sided right yeah so it should be easier so you're not you're not doing that thing with the end of your toe to line up your thing and then click in and just try to not get hit by the car coming through the intersection just press down and they're just clicking in i've not tried speed play i I did briefly when wahoo came out with the the, um, their new version they have a power meter yeah with their speed play ones um and there's a there's some brief consideration about it but I'm, you know, I'm so invested in my um, Fabio Asiamo do uh, look style yeah. power meters. I was like, okay, I'll stick with these um, for the time being. Um, but I wanted to ask because I knew you were using mm-hmm. speed play um, and how you found those beneficial. Um, well, I asked you about your snacks. Um, do you do you track your ride? Do you use a bike computer? What's... I do. Okay. Um... I am mostly on a hammerhead now. Oh, okay. I still have. Wow. I still, uh, it's great. Really? Okay. Uh, it has one drawback so far, but um, I still have a Garmin on the bike that I have that has a power meter. Okay. And it's because I've been too lazy to set up a power meter page. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and pair the things and whatnot, um, which will eventually happen. Okay. 
The only problem with the hammerhead is, I mean, it's a great, great screen. It's like a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they they will talk to your phone, but barely. Okay. Um, if your phone rings or you get a text, it'll show you your phone is ringing or you have a text. Okay. But at the end of a ride, if I do a ride from Crump Park, when mm-hmm. I finish the ride and turn everything off, mm-hmm. it doesn't send it. To, it doesn't send to your to your Strava to your phone or anything like that. It will do that when I get home to Wi-Fi. It doesn't have a oh, okay. It doesn't have a okay. You can buy that. one mm. and and put a um, chip in. Yeah. Um, but hopefully that they will head to that point. So when you finish a ride, it just goes just goes up. Yeah, yeah, automatically once it's connected to your phone. Yeah, but I use Ride with GPS. Okay. Um, because I started doing that before there was a Strava and yeah, I don't you, need, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, I've got one. Yeah. I'm used to it. Um, yeah. If you're, if you're just trying to keep your ride data to look at or peruse mm-hmm. your routes and ride with GPS is, um, is quite fine as opposed to Strava is definitely a more social kind of app. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I understand. Um, how do you like use? Is this the first Carew the Hammerhead, or is this the second? This is the first one. First one. It's the Carew two. Okay. Um. And it's you know it's just. Wait wait it's a it's a it's the Hammerhead is the company. Okay. They came out with the Carew. Okay. Then this second version is the Carew two, which okay. is a little smaller, a little tighter. Okay. Exact same software. But that's the one you're using the Carew two. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. Uh, I knew a few people who had, I believe, the first version, uh-huh. the Karoo, Karoo, um, and they were not happy with the experience. Um, I've not heard reviews of the second one, mm-hmm. but it sounds as if you've been happy with this so far. Yeah. It's Handles a, navigation quite well. Navigation is really good. Okay. The, I use a Garmin radar. Okay. And even on my Garmin head unit, I've got it set to give me an audible alert if mm-hmm. there's a car back. Yeah. I cannot hear it. Oh, okay. You can't hear the audible alert from the Garmin head unit. Yes. Okay. On the on the uh, hammerhead, there's a car back there. Okay. It's, <laughs> you, okay. You know, it's audible. So, okay. so better screen, excellent navigation. Okay. Um, it just takes a little... It, it's just, it, it's a little you're switching setup. from one thing to another. You just, you just got to learn to speak. Right, the, the the new menu setups and things like that. Okay, mm-hmm. but um, they updated every two weeks. I heard I mean, they do have lots of updates. Yeah. Um, and if they've got a problem in two weeks, it's fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, with with Garmin, it's like this. It's currently stable. Mm-hmm. It's basically doing what I want. I don't want you to update it. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do not like a Garmin update on my Garmin. Yeah, I will um, give them that. Yeah. And, uh, and when stuff starts going wrong with your Garmin, mm-hmm. you know within a month there's a new Garmin coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that. I've heard quite a few people say that like it's a, it's a thing that happens. I will say I've not had any problems with my Garmin. Either I've had two of them. And so far I've not had any issues, but I treat it very well. It sleeps with me. It has a great time because mm-hmm. um, I don't want it to go wrong. Um, so you're using Carew. How long have you had the Carew? Uh, about a year. Okay. But if you go back far enough, yeah. you know, I've been through the different generations of Garmin. I've been through the Avocets. Okay. Um, 
which were basically just speed, time, distance, um, and eventually cadence. Okay. Um, no GPS at all. Oh, these are, these are the root, like, the, they're, they're, call them the basic, know, right? Just a little thing yeah, that showed your, your stats. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And you go back far enough, we used to put something on our front wheel that had little, it's like a, a spoked wheel without the rim. Mm -hmm. And there was another one on one of the spokes. Mm -hmm. And it would come around and catch one of those and turn it. Yeah. And you would tell it, you could calibrate this little, it's, it's like the little guy who sits there at the stadium counting people yeah. who've come in. Yeah. It's, it was basically that on a, this odometer? On a front wheel. So it was horribly inaccurate. But you knew, you came back and said, I rode about 30 miles. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you like all the gadgets? Do you like the updates? Or do you, do you, I, mean, I am not Greg Hillmar. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. I like what I like. Okay. So my head unit does a lot of recording mm -hmm. that I can look at later, but I'm, I'm not one of these people that says, right what now I'm supposed to be doing 312 watts. I, I'm... Okay. Again, I've come to peace with the stopwatch. Mm -hmm. I will ride hard, but I don't track it. But so, so much what during during the ride. Okay. And I can look at a ride like yesterday, mm -hmm. and if I do the same basic ride on Mondays, I can look and go. I was about two or three minutes faster today. Yeah. I'm not trying to be faster. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it the way I always do it, and it's like, okay, the humidity was way low. Okay. So that you know, I can look at it and go. That's probably why I was slower last week because it was 100% humidity. Okay. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a slave to it. The, the yeah. thing I look at the most is, are there any little dots saying there are cars back there? Ah, uh, right, yeah. Which is, um, I don't try to sell products, but the Garmin radar is fantastic. Um, yeah, my, I, I was, my wife gave me one, and I okay. thought it was gimmicky yeah. until I put one on my bike, and I feel naked if, I, if the battery oh. runs out or I don't have yeah, it. It's fantastic. Fantastic. The battery should last. Fully charged should last for. Yeah, I but sometimes I forget to, and I get halfway through a ride, yeah. and it's like, battery low. <laughs> <laughs> um, it should hold for like I've I've had it out for I think twelve hours is the most that I've been out in the ride with yeah. the thing, and it will last quite a while. Um, I'll I'll be done riding before it runs out of full battery. Um, either way, Garmin Varia radar is fantastic. Probably avoid the camera. Anyone's listening, the camera. There's a version that has a camera on it now. And I've heard the camera is not the camera feature is not that great. And the, do you know who DC Rainmaker is? Mm -hmm. okay, yeah. Well, I read his, I saw his thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I have the cyclic on the back. Oh yeah, the, the yeah, Fly Six. Right, yeah. And yeah. it records in ten minute. Right. And so units. It, yeah. Right. The new Garmin one, what DC Rainmaker was saying, the firmware the hardware mm -hmm. is comparable to having the garmin radar and a fly six in one unit yep it's the software that's got a long way to go yeah everything is in 30 second units yeah so you go for a two-hour ride you've got all those you've extra got two, what, 240 yeah. files mm -hmm. to try to find the thing that you want to go back and so there were a lot of little things like that that he said yeah. once they ever clean those up right then it will be a, a much more user-friendly product. Yeah. yeah. 
um, I saw him going through the, the, the all the the clips trying to find the one that he was trying to, to look for. And he's like, yeah, I can't. It's hard. I can't recommend this. And, and he know. was saying it was taking four or five minutes to upload 30 seconds mm, of right, stuff to piece. his phone. Yeah. You know, so it, th- that's all software. One day they'll figure that out. But yeah, not yet. Uh, we're going to continue here. I'm just going to cut on the lights. It's got dimmer. Okay. Now, one thing we have skipped over in the experience uh-huh. um, back in the racing days I also um, worked a motorcycle for pro races you worked on a motorcycle yeah I was I either carried press okay dignitaries or, or um, doctors wait say that what do you mean what do you mean you, you carried them I had a motorcycle okay and I would I would work for the Tour de Pont. I would work for the national championships. I was supposed to go to the Atlanta Olympics, but okay. fortunately something came up and I didn't do Atlanta, which was apparently just a nightmare okay. um, um, for the, so, for the motorcycles. So like, so, so during the event you would like, you, they would get on the motorcycle with you and, and ride yeah. like to the front of the course or just like to another, or just it depend like, on who I had. Okay. If I, if I, if, if you wrote for Velo News, mm-hmm. Every single day, you were going to ride with Mark. Okay. You two had a relationship. You probably did the same race last year, and you were going to do one in a, you know, you were going to go out and do the um, course classic or the whatever um, together. Okay. So I might be, I might get a reporter from Richmond mm-hmm. on a day, stage from Charlottesville to Richmond, or okay. So each day I would carry a, a local. Okay. Generally, person, but there was a ten-year period where I was a paramedic. Okay. And when they found that out, mm-hmm. they shifted me to carrying a doctor, and we would go with a um, mechanic bike. Okay. So a guy with a couple wheels and a mechanic yeah. on the back. Yeah. Um, Mavic. So we would sit with the ma- I'd have a doctor, he'd have the mechanic, and we would sit near the front. And if a breakaway got away, yeah, we would be the support behind the breakaway. Real okay. And then if the breakaway got reeled back in, we would get back in. But when when I had press, there's a whole bunch of rules and stuff going on. Okay. And so my guy might want to get some shots in the peloton. Okay. So I would come up behind the commissar car. Okay. Let them know my guy wants to get some shots. He would wait for a stretch of road that he thought was appropriate. Yeah. And wave a couple of us through. Okay. And we knew we had three minutes ish mm-hmm. to right. work our way through the Peloton, let the guy get the shots that he wants with his camera. And then we'd get to the front. A lot of times go way off, maybe yeah. to a sprint line, yeah. wait for them there. Once they go by, hop back in and just, and, yeah, you know, shampoo, out. lather, rinse, repeat. How did you, okay, so I talked to another uh, gentleman, and he talked about being in neutral team support. Right. Um, as a bike mechanic, um, formatic, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have to do training for this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, there were two types of motorcycles. Okay. There were the marshals. Okay. And they're out front. I'm at the intersection of whatever. There's two loose dogs. I'm on it. Okay. You know, I'm here and there's nobody directing traffic. So they, they were safety. Okay. The marshals. Um, okay. And interestingly enough, they got paid better. Um, 
many of them were state troopers from different places and mm-hmm. whatnot. Okay. Um, and then the rest of us were either press, mm-hmm. um, the guys that have the TV camera back there, that they're just at a whole nother level. Yeah. To go down a mountain with a guy standing up on the back of your motorcycle with it's a, a holy big camera. camera. Yeah. Um, those those guys were really good. Um, so there was there were the kind of two types: the okay. safety guys and the guys that were press, doing press something. Okay. Hmm. But I I got doctor duty a lot once they knew that it, I was someone who could probably help the doctor. Uh, did you ever have to like? How often does the doctor actually have to come out and do stuff when you're right? Very, very rarely on the um, when you were following the break. Okay. More of that happened. Oh, so, somebody right. has fallen and they go back to a car. Okay. I don't know. You know, you watch the tour, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see the guy go back and hold on to the car and they're yeah. bandaging his elbow or whatever. Yeah. So we didn't get much of that. Okay. Uh, it was not unheard of to click your brake a little bit mm-hmm. and have the doctor's helmet come up and hit the back of your helmet because they'd fallen asleep back there. <laughs> there was one doctor in particular who was known to, because it was kind of boring. Yeah. I can't imagine falling asleep on a motorcycle, but I mean... Hey, but you're at 25, 30 miles an hour just cruising along. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good you know, point. They didn't fall asleep on a mountain descent. Okay. <laughs> Picking up speed there. Um uh, wow. Okay. Um, how'd you even get into that? The first year it was here. Okay. Um, Tour de Pont. Tour de, it, it was Tour de right, Trump, Tour de Trump the first couple it? years. Right. First iteration of Tour um, de Pont. So the first year I mm-hmm. did local marshalling. Okay. But then I would go out and follow the tour for three or four days. Okay. And got to talking with one of the motor guys. Mm-hmm. And... The guy in charge of everything was here in Richmond, so I okay. just got in touch. My, uh, I did it first, and then my brother who also. Had, we had BMW motorcycles, okay, and that's who all the motorcycles were, okay, uh, except for local police, yeah. might be on a Harley or a Yamaha or whatever. Okay. But everything with the tours was BMWs. Okay. So the fact that we had them, we knew something about bike racing. The guy didn't have to go look very hard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of fell into my lap. Okay. Uh, do you still have motorcycles? Hmm? No. Okay, giving it up. Um, I tore up my ACL. Okay. So I sold my bike because I knew it would be about a year. Okay. Before I could ride again. Okay. And during that year, my wife's brother was badly injured in a motorcycle accident mm-hmm. that eventually took his life. Okay. Um, and I just said, no, if, if she goes through grief again, yeah. it's not going to be another motorcycle. Yeah. So would I like to ride a motorcycle? Sure. But, yeah. um, it's not worth it. Yeah. And, and I, I, I lost my oldest brother in a motorcycle accident when he was in college. So that's enough. Okay. You know, we don't need any, any, right, more. any more accidents there. But it's if some, you know, my brother bought a motorcycle a while back and yeah. he can't ride them anymore, but he collects them. He had, to, his neck was fused and so okay. he can't, it's not can't safe. Turn. Yeah. So, I mean, I might go pick up a bike for him okay. and ride it to his house for him. But okay. as far as having another one, I, 
don't see it. Okay. Okay. Um, do you miss um, the end of the, the, I won't call it the motorcade, but do you miss that? Like the, the assisting with the race and stuff like that? Clearly you're not going to do it because it's a motorcycle. It, it, it has its, it has its moments, but it's, there's a certain amount of drudgery, a certain amount of waking up and going, what town am I in? Mm-hmm. Um, what are we doing today? Mm-hmm. Um, and is it possible to live off of Skittles for two weeks? Probably not anymore. Um, I mean, in the morning, we would just grab stuff that the sponsors would have out yeah, and stick it in our tank bag because we didn't get to stop for, for lunch. Yeah. We didn't get to do what, unless you've got a photographer who just said, let mm-hmm. me take a couple shots and make my editor happy and then we'll go somewhere and get lunch. But that was, that was really rare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, wait, when, when was this you were doing this motor, um, it was called motorcade because I can't think of a better name for it. Um, like how old were you? It's roughly, were you in your 20s? Oh, 30s? no, no, older. Okay. Um, 40s. 40s, oh, okay. Okay. Um. And they just got to be a kind of a network. So yeah. it's like the Olympic trials were in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. the phone rings. It's like, can you come up and do the trials and the national championships? Yeah. Sure. Can you come do this race? That weekend? No, I can't. But okay. Um, so just a, it was just mostly a side gig then. Oh, that was definitely a side gig. Okay. Vacation time and. Okay, okay. Um. Uh, do you take your bike with you on your non-cycling vacations? Yes. Okay. Um, depending on where I go. Okay. Um, my wife and I like going to Peaks of Otter or okay. um. Places like, you know, up in the mountains, mm-hmm. we, we've hit a number of the state parks. Okay. Um, so when we went to Dalvit. Dalvit? That's way out west and it's got amazing mountain bike okay. trails. Okay. Um, so on that trip, I took my road bike and my mountain bike and Ooh, nice. did okay. some of both. Okay. Um, there are mornings where my wife will want to sleep in mm-hmm. and get up and read and whatnot and I'll do 40 miles on the parkway. Okay. Um, but there's some vacations that it's just the logistics of it or it doesn't work out. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, uh, so I'd like to ask everyone, how did the pandemic uh, affect your cycling? If at all, right? Did it, did it change your habits or anything like that? Um, did you, did you make any new decisions? For a long time with Raba, I did the um, before dinner ride mm-hmm. and the breakfast ride were my main your main jam. Raba yep. rides. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of soured a little bit on the Thursday night ride. Okay. Partially because part of the year it was fine, but part of the year because of when do we have light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're hitting a lot of people coming home, the traffic of people coming home from work. Okay. Um, and so the traffic. Right, you do pick up more traffic there. Yeah. Volume is higher at some parts of the year than, than when you can stay out till 8.30 right. and still have light. Yeah. Um, but when we were starting at 5, 5.30, mm-hmm. whatever, the combination of the amount of traffic, the amount of riders, and a sprinkling of 
irresponsible riders. Okay. Um, it's just like I, I'm 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 not enjoying this ride as much as I am wondering what car is going to come by and do something stupid, which cyclist is going to do something stupid. Why are there still 15 of us together? Why haven't we broken into two groups? You know. Um, it's a big so, ride. So Thursday, I just sort of, okay. about the time that COVID came, I was coming to that conclusion. Okay. Um, and then the, the breakfast ride, you know, once Dave Elliott and some of the others said, it's okay to be outside, just don't sit in each other's laps. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of got back into that. But, okay. Uh, the, the COVID was the first six, eight months of it was great because there was no traffic. Oh, it's fantastic. You that. get out yeah. and ride and go anywhere you yeah. <laughs> and you wanted and had real low traffic yeah. levels. Um, yes, uh, my comment of like that was great. Uh, clearly, the pandemic was not great, uh, but the low traffic was fantastic. Yeah, um, I can definitely remember riding down Carey Street and there being mm-hmm. no cars anywhere. Places you just wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, getting to West Creek from mm-hmm. my house. Yeah, you know, the safer not trip. Not having there. any of the, you know, not having any of that traffic heading. To or from mm-hmm. 288 or whatever. Uh, th- that that part of it was nice. The not spending time with riding buddies. Yeah. Or getting back to the parking lot and staying one parking spot apart from everybody. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy your ride? <laughs> um, um, but there yeah. were other riders who just never missed a beat. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a group that I think was comfortable. There were several groups that I think were comfortable with each other. Yeah. And just said, we're just going to keep doing what we've always done and just yeah. be aware and alert and mm-hmm. carry on. And, you know, I, I was probably a little more cautious than some groups. And But I like riding by my, I like riding with people. I like riding by myself. So. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think for that time, like that's, everybody had to find their own comfort level, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, and and who do they, who do they feel comfortable with? Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, and and I know riders that like since pandemic have just not returned to group riding. Like, yeah. have just not just not returned to it. They fell out of it. Um, either I don't think I know of anyone who put their bike down, but I don't. I know some people who just like have not really returned to the group riding as much. Yeah. Um, and to each their own. You know. And um, and I have difficulty riding at different times of day. Okay. I'm primarily a morning rider. So if mm-hmm. I then do say Thursday night, yeah. Do I get up Friday morning and ride? Mm-hmm. You know, when my legs are kind of dead because it's probably, we probably worked harder than, you know, a normal ride. Um, so it just sort of throws me off a little bit to, yeah. you know, so I miss some of the Raba offerings just mm-hmm. because I've just sort of, said, I'm morning. Yeah. Um, I, I did a ride a number uh, ten or twelve years ago around the perimeter of the state of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, it was part of. Well, get back to that, but yeah. there was a guy with me for a large portion portion of it, mm-hmm. and he's an evening rider. Yeah, he lives out near Battlefield. He works out near Battlefield Park. Okay, and he'd get off work and just mm-hmm. leave right his parking after, yeah. lot and go ride in the evening. And I rode in the morning, so we were doing. 70, 75 miles a day. Yeah. And in the mornings, he was just behind me, just like, uh. <laughs> but by the afternoon, you know, so I pulled up. the mornings and he pulled the afternoons. Yeah. Basically. 
Um, just because you just get some sort of biorhythm thing or, yeah. or just used to something. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he he hated the first part of the ride, and I hated the, the right, second the part, part of the part ride because yeah. he he was coming alive right when yeah. I was getting tired. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing. I I know people with a challenge of just like getting up early, you know, getting up for early rides, you know, rides pre nine a.m. Mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but not anybody who's like a difficulty, well, a prefer, you know, not wanting to do the evening rides kind of thing. Or at least a lack of preference for them. Um, uh, so you've been riding a while. Let's call that a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 60-ish years. <laughs> uh, and so I'll ask, I'll ask this question. So if you were to meet someone and they're like, I think I'm interested in getting to cycling. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you want to tell them? What would you want to, to talk, tell them about, you know? Hey, I'm interested in getting to cycling. What do you, what do you have to say about it, kind of thing? What would you What would you want to share? If uh, it's a, It's a great thing to do, but if it turns out to be a great thing for you, mm-hmm. um, give it a try. What What's there to, you know? There's, you know, but don't go out and buy a five thousand dollar bike mm-hmm. and all the kit that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Do five rides. Decide this isn't for me. Yeah. Because I'm looking for people like you to buy your bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For After the collection. Three thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. When you paid five thousand for it two months ago. Um, there will the, always be someone who does that, but yeah. You know, there, there's obviously the safety concern, mm-hmm. but you know, you have to be your own safety advocate. Yeah. Um, the one thing I tell anybody that's relatively new to riding is if you're going to ride in a group. You have got to aggressively protect your front wheel. Mm, okay. Okay. If you, if your front wheel hits something, you're going down. Yeah. The other person probably isn't. Mm, okay. You know, and, and that's a racing adage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in racing, it's, you know, hold your line and protect your front wheel. Right. Um, so, the, you know, that, that's way up on the list. And mm-hmm. you know, so one of my pet peeves is people who overlap mm-hmm. my rear right. wheel. Half wheeling, um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't mind if you know. There are times when I get out of line, right? Yeah, out of line. But yeah, I don't right. overlap because yeah. I don't know that a squirrel's going to run out. This guy's going to react swerve, yeah. to, and take me down because that's happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Squirrels are called squirrely for a reason. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you're responsible for your own safety. Yes. Right. I. I'm. Um, but that's the thing you have to, yeah, that will be great to tell someone. Like, you know, certainly be conscious of your front wheel. Like, you're responsible for where your front wheel is going. Um, and hopefully the next person behind you is, is keeping track of where their front wheel is looking mm-hmm. at you. Um, but that's the thing you learn. You know, you, you can tell someone, but like, that's the thing you like, oh, I can't, I can't keep control of this person behind me. But like, I can control what I do with my, my front wheel as I'm riding along. Um, so I suppose that would be good, good information to have. So someone would be more conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm hoping I remember this right. I think you have a cookie monster Jersey. Is it a cookie monster Jersey? I do have a cookie monster Jersey. Okay. Um, I don't know that I'm the easiest person to buy f- presents for. Okay. So birthday, Christmas, father's day, whatever. Yeah. I either get 
bike stuff mm-hmm. and keep it coming, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Or Green Bay Packers stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. So, and I, I'm I'm good with those, but okay. I have not dressed myself <laughs> for a long time on the bike. Okay. Uh, I've got a drawer full of jerseys. There okay. are a hand, there are a few of them in there. Yeah. That were from a bike Virginia or a heart of Virginia, some, you know, bit, some, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But, but almost everything I've got was so, a yeah. gift. Yeah. And my wife, in particular, mm-hmm. you know, found a, a real nice pair of shorts, mm-hmm. and I get them pretty regularly. Okay. You know, the Segoy um, mm-hmm. RSs or whatever. Okay. Um, you know, I probably wouldn't buy them for myself. I would probably buy a uh, lower, lower, yeah. But lower they're problem. wonderful, and she keeps giving them to me. So I have Cookie Monster. I mm-hmm. have Smokey the Bear. I've got uh, the, the, one of the best ones is after I broke my pelvis, my yeah. daughters gave me a, a crash test dummy jersey. <laughs> um, Good sense of humor. I've got one with bananas all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, plethora of jerseys and uh, there is an arizona jersey i have a daughter who lives in arizona and i bought one when i was out there so i bought myself a jersey um but yeah Um, definitely cookie monster um, among others i've got one of simon's cat um which is this big cat on the back like it's scratching its way down my back um i um because uh, because there was a time that I think we were doing the BDR rides and mm-hmm. things like that, and I recall this this Cookie Monster jersey that yeah. you were wearing. Uh, at least I re- that's the one that that stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought I'd ask. And there's that. another one out there. I've seen a seen another one. Oh yeah, it's a it's a. Uh, I'm as yes, someone else has, has got the Cookie Monster thing. It's, it's not an exclusive um, thing, um, but I thought I'd ask. I didn't mm-hmm. ask people if they have a favorite kit. Mm-hmm. kind of thing so I'd, I'd ask you about the the cookie monster jersey um is there anything you'd like to share just you know we've talked about your you, you brought up a couple things or anything like poignant from your writing or something like that that you think you might want to share or anything um there were some interesting things on the long ride I, there were things i wanted to do my whole life okay uh hike the appalachian trail ride a bike across the country Stuff like that, but yeah. finding three months, six months, right to do those, it that's hard to do. Um, and once we had a an empty nest, I tried to figure out what I could do. Okay. So what I ended up doing was I paddled the James River from its source to the ocean. Um, okay. In a kayak. Yeah. Yeah. I marked out about a thousand mile route around the perimeter of Virginia. Okay. I didn't want to go through cities. Yeah. Um, and then I, the, a fourth of the Appalachian Trail is in Virginia. Okay. So then I, I finished off by, by doing that, and I never got more than six hours away from home. So if, if something bad happened, it's like, yeah. can you come to Nebraska and get me, or Maine, <laughs> or so? I'm, yeah. yeah. I, I stayed basically local. Yeah. And the the bike ride, there were questions what to wear. Because mm-hmm. I was going to be spending a lot of time in parts of the state where they don't see a lot of lycra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, okay. and the dogs generally aren't on a leash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, 
So I decided on two jerseys. Okay. Um, and only two because of weight. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. it was on a road anything. bike with a pannier, which is I don't recommend. Okay. I mean a a, a racing a bike that I had fit, fit panniers to. Okay. It's not a good blend. Okay. Especially in a crosswind. Um, but I picked a Marine Corps jersey and a U.S. Army jersey. <laughs> okay. My son-in-law was. Mm-hmm. In the army at that point, and my nephew was in the Marines. Yeah. And the difference every day, if I stopped at a little mom and pop store, yeah. If I had the army jersey on, everybody stopped to talk to me. Really? I was in Vietnam. I mm-hmm. was in this. My boys in, you know, you know, mm-hmm. Fort Hood or, you know, whatever. Everybody found me. Yeah. And I'm just trying to buy a Twinkie here, people. <laughs> but we're going to talk and chat. When I had the day that I had the, you know, the alternate days with the Marine Corps jersey, yeah. I, I could be in the little store trying to find Fig Newtons. Yeah. And somebody would turn down the aisle, see the Marine Corps one, and turn around and go and back. Go back and the go, other way. <laughs> nobody said a word to me when I had the Marine Corps one on. So, you know, I don't know what that says yeah. about the two That's of them. But, but, you know, the Marine Corps is way smaller than the Army. So I guess more people had a connection. with the Army, yeah. Um, but being out in some interesting places, mm-hmm. wearing Lycra and knowing mm-hmm. that they've probably never seen a bike come down this road. Yeah. And probably my favorite, towards the end of the trip, I was down west of Suffolk somewhere. Okay. Going through a town and there's a truck behind me. Mm-hmm. So I do what I can to let him go by because I don't want sure. right. no, to be, yeah. be a nice person. Well, then a car pulls up beside me and the window rolls down. There's this older lady mm-hmm. in the front passenger seat and she goes, you're riding on the wrong side of the road. Okay. And I'm like, no, ma'am. A bicycle is a vehicle. Yeah. It rides with, with traffic. traffic. Yeah. And then she kind of looks at me and drives on. Well, there's three high school students and her in the driver's ed car. Oh. The okay. driver ed instructor, and yeah. they turn into the school, yeah. does not know yeah. that a bicycle is a vehicle. She's expecting me to be on the other side. Acting yeah. like a pedestrian. You know, so that it's just kinda like, oh God, how many of them are there? Right, yeah. Who's, how many who's being that taught? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Get many. me out of this county, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did that? How did ride go? That that the ride around the, the state, like I mean, it went really well. But Virginia is really where it isn't mountainous. It's very hilly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a small portion of Virginia that isn't hilly, and I barely got there. Um, yeah, because there's a, I guess the, the western part of the state. I would imagine would be exceptionally hilly blue ridge mountains yeah kind of all the exceptional. way down yeah and then you come into the state line and, and what you have to do is dance with route 58 that okay. goes straight across above the north carolina line okay and in places it's 70 miles an hour and you can't have your bike there and so you're looking at the maps and trying yeah. to find How this little go? road goes here and then up here and you know yeah and figure your um, way around there but yeah there's a in the middle Again, the, uh, one guy did a lot of it with me. He had mm-hmm. to uh, miss part of the uh, Galax, maybe somewhere okay. down in there. We we would 
we were staying in cheap hotels. Yeah. So we have to get to that cheap hotel regardless of how today goes. Yeah. And we would then walk somewhere to get dinner. Mm-hmm. And both of us had kind of stopped at this cheap little used car lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I, could, I could see it in his brain and mine. It's like, you know, we could just buy a car and drive home. Because <laughs> it had been two or three long days hot yeah. Yeah. in the mountains. Yeah. A lot of climbing, lot, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I am so... No, we're going to make it through this. <laughs> um, did you make it all the way? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, where was the start and stop? I started, that's kind of interesting too, because a number of years back, my wife's a teacher and she Mm -hmm. said, I've gotten an offer to teach at Henry Clay Elementary School. Do you know where that is? Okay. I said, yes, I do. That's where I broke my pelvis. (laughs) (laughs) So she ended up teaching there. Yeah. So I rode in the car with her to work and Mm -hmm. started from there. Oh, okay. And the guy I was going to ride with lived on the other side of, you know, kind of Mechanicsville. Mm-hmm. So I just rode from there to meet him on River Road, not far from Hanover Courthouse. Yeah, I know River Road. And yep. then we hit Peaks, and mm-hmm. we ended up out in, um, not Tappahannock, but Warsaw that first day. Okay. And... Um, so we started, I started at Henry Clay, and we ended at the state capitol. Okay. And interestingly enough, a year or two ago, Senator Kane did something similar. I've heard he did, he did something. He, he rode the Blue Ridge Parkway and mm-hmm. the Shenandoah Park on okay. his bike. He paddled the James River. Okay. And he did the AT in Virginia. So it's very similar. So he and I, conne- and somebody connected the two of us because we had done... Yeah, done the done The, the, the difference was the bike. Okay. Um, he, he did... Yeah. And I did... did the, all the, yeah, the round. So that was a straight line in a circle for the listeners at home. But those were... Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you did those all in the same year? Um, or, or how From far? one spring to the next. So I would finish one, okay. take a break. Okay, next spring. So the, the first spring summer, I did the uh, kayak and the bike, and then the next spring, I did the um, AT. Okay, hiked AT. Yeah. Okay. How long did it take you to do the hike? A couple months. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Because, it's, again, it's 550 miles. You go from the Tennessee line up to Harper's Ferry, and it's twisty. Yeah. Lot, man. Um, so you've done some some epic rides here. Uh, I mean, that's the epic epic ride, if not. Um, um, well, Russ, um, and your current president. I am the president. What? I've I have I eluded responsibility for decades. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought it was just time to, when asked. Yeah, I've this last year. I finally just said, "Okay, yeah, I surrender. I give up. <laughs> Here I am." We're 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 glad you're able to serve your your term, man. Um, uh, but I just wanted to make sure we had that recorded. He is the, the mm-hmm. current president of RABA, years twenty twenty two. But uh, 
Russ, I uh, I want to thank you for your time. I'm glad we were able to figure this out mm-hmm. um, and get this done, man. So uh, so so thank you for uh, being a guest and 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 be, being our current president as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Awesome.